Thank you for listening to Papercut Podcast, bringing you evocative interviews with local creatives every week from hometown heroes to hidden gems. Brought to you by the West End Cultural Center, the best place to see live music in Winnipeg for over 30 years. Welcome to Papercut Podcast and welcome to our Quick Cut series. My name is Jerry Goche. I'm Olivia Michaelcheck and we're here with Jen Dirksen. Please tell us about Oops. your big changes in this past year. Yeah. Um, this year, I started a new job at a record label in Winnipeg called Birthday Cake Media um, that is being run by the Mighty Cypress team, plus a couple new folks, myself included, as well as Rebecca Simcoe who was previously at uh, Paquet, artists and talent, whatever they, yeah, booking, they book shows. Anyway. Um, So. Doesn't matter. We're not talking about that right now. (laughs) Yeah. I moved, I've moved, basically I've moved from doing photo and video all the time to like doing broad market marketing strategies, um, really specific digital kind of marketing work and kind of like planning as opposed to executing, although still executing, but more from the, puppet mastery way or whatever okay now were you, were you doing that as well with bnb before a lot of planning. not really bnb is pretty much just been a boots on the ground people need jobs done and we go do the jobs um it was kind of funny because we didn't actually put any or much planning into bnb at all it was just like let's book this artist and work with them in whatever capacity and then we would do that and then we did that so much that it just kept happening a lot um but birthday cake is more structured and like i'm definitely putting more thought into right now i'm trying to build our website and our social media channels so that's something that i'm like pretty deliberately doing uh buyo has done that for bnb but personally i haven't done a whole lot of like planning it's just been a lot of doing the work okay i don't mean to come off i know but i want to know i want you to say like what your qualifications to do this position because it's so different than B&B going from doing that work and then to this work but that goes back to before you were doing B&B yeah so before I started right when like I got involved with B&B um I graduated from creative communications at Red River and I took public relations and pretty specifically was focused on I don't know I guess more like I learned marketing like PR event planning uh, issues management, crisis comms, like all this kind of stuff. And that's sort of what this new position is allowing me to do more of is stuff that's like actual marketing plans. Um, and then also doing like brand building and like story building, storytelling and, um, and some like, like with COVID stuff, doing a little bit of like issues management type stuff and just being around to help people message and know how to communicate and get a sense of who they're talking to and, starting to like run ad plans and like make ads regularly. So. so this is right up the wheelhouse of your major. Yeah, this is pretty much what I was trained to do in college. Um, right. It's funny because like getting into B&B and doing B&B was not at all that. And when I was in college, the media production teachers were like, Jen, why aren't you in media <laughs> production? I actually thought you were a media pro major, actually, just based on off of all that work. Yeah, no, I'm actually a PR grad. And that's what... I really love I'm a very like kind of like meta high level thinker about stuff and I'm really really interested in why people behave the way they do and like how 
that behavior is influenced by the world around them and by the world inside of themselves. And astrology. And so, yeah, and, uh, and the stars. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they all tie together, yeah. I think that's a bit, yeah, a bit more why I'm like really curious about this kind of job. I'm having a lot of fun with it so far. So what are your favorite aspects of the job so far? Um, I love getting to work in a different capacity on projects. So I like get to work with people for a longer course of time a lot of the time. Um, I am working at a record label, which is kind of cool because like I can do like A&R type things sometimes and try and bring bands in that I want to work What's with. What's A&R, Jen? Uh, it stands for Artists in Repertoire, I think. Cool. I just asked like a couple weeks ago. And basically it's like the person that is the go-between for a musician and a label who is like usually at a label, people are pretty businessy, at least is a historic trope, I guess. And then the A&R person is like the person who's relatable who maintains the relationship between the label and the artist. Um, like a middle person sort of deal. Yeah, kind of like, it's kind of like an accounts management. Like if you were to be working at a, uh, a typical ad agency, you would have an accounts person that deals with like all of the incoming clients, all of the potential clients, like everyone's, like if you watch Mad Men. I was just thinking of Mad guys. Men. <laughs> yeah. So which one is that comparable to? So the guy who like has to buy dinner for people and like make sure people are happy. Oh yeah, Peter. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little bit different. I don't. Re- I'm learning about the music industry as I get into this job. Like B and B, we worked with artists, but based on the skill set, it's not a music industry specific position. Whereas yeah. at this new job, I'm like fully in the music industry, so I'm learning a whole new kind of world. So how was it stop? how was it for you to stop taking B&B bookings? Because you had to make that decision, right? Yeah, it took me a little bit to make that decision. I kept like, for a little while, I kept saying yes to stuff because I still wanted to work on things. And then I quickly realized I couldn't do that because then I would just be working two 40-hour jobs a week, which is just too much work in one week. So I started (laughs) passing a lot more stuff to Buyo and Quincy. And now Buyo and Quincy are the guys who are in the field on our team making vids and then I was wrapping up editing and that kind of stuff but it's been pretty all right I like I get bored easily so do you find yourself still wanting to at least just peek in to see what's going on are you like a I guess the title would be like an executive producer where maybe like they consult you on some things still yeah I don't know I feel like are you the executive producer (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm, I'm kind of just like a admin person who takes incoming jobs and then delegates them to the people who need to do them basically just like yeah people still approach me asking for jobs a lot of the time but since I don't do that work anymore I'm just like I won't do it but I know these people who can do it and I'll tell you how much they cost and then I can get kind of get things rolling and then Boyo and Quincy take it over I do like to peek in every now and then we share an email address bnbstudioswpg at gmail.com (laughs) but in terms of like photo video stuff like there's no jobs right now yeah wow um but with with birthday cake i still get to kind of work every week it's not quite the same because a lot of our work is live music work so it's very different like not being able to do anything related to that but as a digital person, I still get to be pretty busy because we're living online a lot these days, I guess. Mm-hmm. So as you're mentioning, like the issues in crisis management, is that now more prevalent 
Like, is that a, a larger chunk of what you're doing right now? Uh, I wouldn't say not much anymore. There was maybe like a couple days where we were just like trying to figure out what we have to do and then how to talk about it a little bit. And it's not like I had a huge role in like deciding that stuff. Kind of was just around to like give my opinion and sort of fit it in and be part of making that decision. And that's where I found I was referencing a lot of that education of crisis management because that's what this is. Like, that's why everyone's been getting emails that are like, we're keeping you safe from brands that you haven't talked to in like so long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone's in like crisis communication mode. But I don't know. I've just like taken the opportunity to pay attention to it in that way so that I can kind of like broaden my own understanding too. And I've like watched a few free webinars around crisis communications with COVID-19 and kind of just trying to continue to develop my professional skills. Mm-hmm. So what As- are some of, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I just like learning shit. So yeah, fun to think about. I was just, that was actually where I was going. It's like, what are some of the unexpected, like learning uh, curves that you're experiencing in this job? And also like, they're doing things that are like, you also went on tour, like not too long ago too. And yeah, like, yeah. those things So like, this job is a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I think the tour thing's a little bit separate from the actual job. Okay. Uh, like I would have been on tour again from March 28th to April 4th had it not been for COVID-19. Um, but that's the kind of job where it's like I would have been paid separately for that work because then I'm doing specific work related to the tour. Okay. okay. Which would be running merch and doing photo and video and running social media, which is what I did when I went um, – I went to Europe with the Bros Landreth in November and to the U.S. with them in October. Um, so that was more of like a B&B contract type thing? I think it was like it, we, I think we got to that point because B&B shot a full day of studio videos with the Bros Landreth. Um, and that was kind of when Dave was like, hey, would you maybe consider going on tour with us maybe or like the week before that? And he's like, we would like someone to work merch and do photo and video, et cetera. And so that's when I kind of like got a chance to talk to them about it. Um, but then I think the work was more like, like I build it from my personal business, not from B&B. Okay. That counts okay. for anything. Yeah. Because it's, it's sort of B&B work and it's sort of not B&B work. I've also done digital marketing for artists under my own name and under Leisure Suite before, which is more the stuff I'm doing at Birthday Cake. Um, so, so you just you just do it all. <laughs> You're doing it's it just, all. It's the gig economy, man. I don't yeah. have a job. I just have like five thousand tiny jobs. So work aside, <laughs> how was Europe? What were some of the, fa- uh, the what were some of the, your favorite memories from Europe? Um, we had really really good food in Bath in the UK, and Bath is like a super fucking old city, and we saw some like architecture from like. I don't know, a long time ago. And it was just one of those places, like, it was like a Roman city previously, you know, that had been, like, continued to be, I don't know. It was, we had really good food, and it was a nice late night, and we had the night off, which is good. Um, I have a lot of good memories. I really loved being in uh, St. David's, Wales. We went from playing a show to 700 people in London to playing a community center in, like, the smallest city in the UK. 
and it's, <laughs> wow. it counts as a city because it has a cathedral, but it's like far smaller than Winnipeg. Um, and we played to a room of like, uh, like maybe a hundred to 150, like parents and grandparents and young kids. And it was just like, if I didn't know that we were right beside the ocean on the coast of Wales, I would have been like, oh, we're in rural Manitoba. Like this is just like a community center friggin' party, but yeah, if nobody talks, it's just, (laughs) it's like, it's like Manitoba, (laughs) but with like some scenery. Yeah. um, Actually, it's beautiful. We got to like visit, we got to visit the ocean. So that made me super happy. Um, super cool yeah and then did you swim it was way way too cold cold. yeah Yeah. but i also enjoyed our last night in groningen which was one of my wait no yeah groningen yes groningen in germany which was one of my i kind of lost track of where the fuck we went We we went to 18 different cities in like 21 days wow so um, but Liam and I got like pretty drunk and like ate some pizza and then rode scooters back to our hotel and it was great. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so now uh, you're also doing like marketing consultation too in like with Creative Manitoba. Is that right? Yeah, I did a number of their um, like mentorship thingies, one-on-one mentorship things where I did four of them, I think where I would have like four people come in throughout the day and we'd spend an hour going through what they need for their digital marketing needs and answering their questions. And I got to work with a total, like a big range of artists and people at a lot of different places. And it was pretty, a uh, pretty fun time. And that's, yeah. So if somebody's couple... coming into like wants to do that mentorship program, what should they come into a session with you prepared with and what will they gain from it? Uh, they should come prepared with questions at least questions about what they're doing or what they need to do or what they want to do at best, if they can come in with like a goal of what they want to accomplish. And then we can like figure out what steps they need to take to get to that goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what they can expect to get out of it is like to have all those questions answered to the best of my ability and um, a long chunk of information and things to do to get to where they want to be on totally. the digital world. And a lot of times it's like I flood people with info and tell them a lot of specific things that they should do that can help their situation, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then they leave and they're like, okay, yep, this is a lot. Thanks. Yeah. And so if you're talking to some, like what are some of your ideal marketing and like social media presences that you would like direct someone to be like, this person is doing it super right. Um, Locally, I love ideally, what, but I love what Begonia is doing. Yeah, I think her social media is like very—it's the the sweet spot of being like curated and nice, but also very raw and personal. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people, when they decide to make a, a social media account for something that's like not just themselves, they lose the idea of keeping it personal in any way, and mm-hmm. they want it to be very business. And that's like not what social media is designed for. Social media is designed for people to connect. So even if you are business, you should still act like the people that you are online. And if you're going to have a business page, like uh, I love Verde Plant Shops Instagram. They're a business, but I know the the person who's posting because sometimes she goes on stories and talks directly to the audience. Um, Their tone of voice makes it very clear that they're just people trying to do their best work. And they're very good at keeping people up to date on like what's coming in, what kind of support they can give people like 
all the things that are related to their product that delivers like a really good customer experience. Yeah. So you would say that one of the most common downfalls would be losing that personal connection. Yeah. Losing the personal tone or losing the idea that like, they're like, okay, I'm a business. I have to act like a business. Mm-hmm. it's like it's great if you are on social media and you're a business and you're acting like a person because that's what social media wants that's what will do well on the platform because that's what the platform's built for totally sick i actually Great. this isn't actually an episode i just yeah we're I'm trying, trying to, to sneak some info right out of you <laughs> so so Liv and i will be going live uh, on the paper cut instagram tonight just to chat and hang out yeah you know, yeah. if you want to just chat with us <laughs> But no, no, I, I know what you mean, though. When you, when you get to see someone's personality shine through on their social media, it kind of makes it feel a little less formal, right? Like, yeah. you get to actually yeah. hang out with them. Yeah. Like, we're, get, we're going to get to hang out with Begonia again when she blasts... Sandstorm. Yeah, Sandstorm in just a few hours. Yeah. E minus an hour and 12 minutes. Yeah, yeah. No, four, three hours and 12. I don't know. I don't know how to do math. <laughs> this is going to come out on Wednesday anyway. She does it on Sundays at five o'clock. Yeah. Okay. So tune into that. <laughs> this just became a promo for Begonia. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. But it's also, uh, I really like when people show their personal side too, because then that means we can like trust that they're a good person. Like right. if somebody just does like strictly like promo shots and stuff and it's like what is your business trying to hide from us like are they so scared of you going on social media and talking and that you're going to put your foot in your mouth that they just say you're not allowed to go live you're not allowed to say anything that's personal or something from your heart because if your heart isn't in the right place then yeah you can just mess up your whole brand which is so strange yeah well and that's the thing that like that's the biggest thing is like if you act like a person you're more likely to gain credibility with whoever you're talking to because Mm -hmm. that's how people work like that's we're social creatures and we rely on like feeling and understanding each other to feel like we can like trust each other and so like it's really hard to do that if you don't if you can't feel the person behind the brand you know right which is especially good with begonia too because people genuinely love her they yeah. like love her. They don't say I like her music. They say I love Begonia. Right. It's just like that's where that comes from. Yeah. It's her so like singing as a man. voodoo doll about her period. <laughs> You're like, rock good, on, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> so um, how have you been keeping busy during quarantine right now? Obviously, you're, you're still working. I'm still working a bit. Not much, but like trying to like do this basically just like do stuff that I don't have time for usually um but also playing a lot of Minecraft and uh practicing yoga every day and meditating and then also watching Game of Thrones oh are you is this your first go through no it's not I've read the books as well as watched the whole show but I'm starting over and it's just such a good story man it's just such a good story interesting i've never 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 did it jen and i would go to the the game of thrones night at xq's which probably a lot of people do know about but probably a lot of people don't where it would be like 150 people sometimes like packed shoulder to shoulder watching the brand new episodes yeah it was like a sporting event like 10 screens everybody's there there's like themed drinks and everything and like 
and you get to hear everyone's responses to whatever happens in the show and people yeah. like laugh and like swear and like cry and it's just like it's yeah there was like it. this one woman i remember one time was bawling like uncontrollably she like got up and kind of like went to the back because she was right in the front row and her whole body was shaking and i was like whoa no, she's so into but it's such an emotional show and it was such it's a wild such a show. Winnipeg thing. I never saw any other like videos or like social media about like big groups of people like that getting together and doing it. But that was pretty wild. I always Is thought it about it. now? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I was going to say, I always thought about it, but it, I, I was never a huge, um, never huge into fantasy and I never read the book. So for me, it was just like, it's a, such a long show to go through. Like we're talking like 50 hours, right? Like, at least. Yeah. More than that. I'm yeah. not too sure. I, one thing I can say from re-watching it is that the plot is so good that you can watch the first episode and immediately tie in all the, like, truths and realities of the world to the very last episode. Like, it's such a well-developed set of characters and the world is so nicely developed and the plot is, like, so neatly placed that it's, like, now that I'm re-watching it, I'm just, like, oh, my God, like, I understand <laughs> so much now. Yeah, yeah, the second the second watch through. Um, it also keeps you on the edge too, because like within the first episode, there's so much action. It's basically like soft porn with a lot of action with a great plot. That's a good description of it. And also, and Jared loves all those things. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, actually, maybe I'll give this a shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, when you when you described uh, the XQs, like people crying and stuff, I, it, yeah. it made me think. Like, how many shows have you ever watched where, like, you finish an episode and you're like, what the fuck just happened? And, like, it would be interesting to have, like, a, an audience for some of those shows where you're like, wait, like, I, I don't get this. But if you saw someone crying, you might think, oh, wait, like, maybe I'm interpreting this wrong. Or, like, maybe yeah, I'm there's, not. There's one episode specifically that when I think of it, it really, my my chest gets tight. Like, Is it The Red Wedding? It's The Red Wedding. It's The Red Wedding. Everyone's talked about The Red Wedding. And, like, I... I will never just remember my mouth dropped open and I just started crying and I was like shaking. I had to be like, Brendan, you've got to pause this. Like, I can't do it. I can't. So you weren't watching that at Excuse? No, I didn't watch it at Excuse. I watched that at home because Excuse would, uh, was building up to the final season. So I needed to catch up on some of it. Before I got to, so I could watch the the brand new episodes with everybody at Excuse. So, fair enough. But whew, that's some good TV. So that's going on uh, my list then, I guess. Yep. My ever growing list. That's the exact opposite of yoga, Jen. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, balance, balance, baby. Yeah, Yeah. balance. Do you do uh, yoga with Adrian on uh, YouTube? No, I actually I do a potentially controversial yoga series um called it's like a bikram series and the guy is like an awful sexual predator but the yoga lineage the yoga series is a beginner series from the gauche lineage and the gauche lineage of yoga is like super fucking old from what i understand um but it's it's a 90 minute class that does like balancing strength spine strength and then stretching mm-hmm. and breath nice. Yeah, I like it. Makes me feel like, makes my body feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Now that there's like no gyms or swimming or anything, like you can't, you got to do all those things, build them into your day. Got to learn how to breathe properly. 
One, yeah, the breathing stuff. thing is so nice. Like I started doing it because I knew that my nervous system was going to be under a weird load in this time. And yeah. so I started doing that and doing like a 20 minute breathing meditation every day because I know that breath is like one of the only things we can use to influence our nervous system. So I just imagine I'm like trying to give my nervous system a massage and like doing everything with my body really helps me wake up or whatever, or just like feel like I did something with my day, which is nice. That's, awesome. That's my favorite thing about talking with you, Jen, is that you just have like, you're so good with words, like giving your nervous system a massage. I just like want to hang up and start breathing. Like, yeah, man. You will hang up and actually start breathing. Yeah, no, I will. I'll just be like lying on the ground. And be like, just like take it in nervous system. Oh, man. oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Jen. Yeah, thanks, Jen. On. Yeah, thanks for calling me. We really and appreciate it. Thank you for... Oh, uh, okay. One, two, two three. three. Thank, Thank you for, for cutting, cutting deep, deep with, with us, us on Paper Cut, cut Podcast. podcast. Thanks. thanks. <laughs>